Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 156 on fan fiction and fandom. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this was originally going to be a episode about You Are My Lifespan, but it's a very special episode because as we kind of teased in the past, we were going to have Nico and Kevo on for this. And once we described what we were doing, they kind of opened our eyes and minds and everything to a, a, a revelation, I think, that we had kind of thought but didn't really fully think out. Yeah. Uh, we had a pretty enlightening discussion on Facebook. So we have with us today, as we have most of the lap, Nico and Kevo back to talk about fan fiction and like why we are... Sadly, but also, I think, correctly, putting an end to your My Lifespan. So, Nico, Kevo, welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up? Hello. Lifespan is this weird thing that, like, we genuinely love and we like reading. Yes. Based on the conversation that we have with you guys on Facebook, you kind of highlighted some things that Joe and I had not verbalized or spoken to each other, but I think we both kind of agree with. So, can you please... You're more in tune, I think, with the fan fiction world than we are, so why don't you enlighten our readers on, like, where you come from and how you view fan fiction and why, like, what we're doing is, like, not the worst thing in the world, but also not really actually that good. So there's two ways to look at fan fiction. You can look at fan fiction as specifically an interpretation of a piece of media that you are then reacting to and creating your own versions of. You could say that kind of started with Star Trek. The first real fanfic slash fic was specifically traded amongst the Star Trek community and it was putting Kirk and Spock in romantic situations with one another. Uh, or you could be like me and just sort of say that the first fanfic is the New Testament. I think <laughs> that it's important to remember that the definition of fan fiction is somebody responding to somebody else's work with their own creative input. So you could say every X-Men story after Stan Lee is fanfic. And I think it's also important to highlight that it's generally specifically something that someone is doing for free. It is work that they are mm-hmm. putting all of this effort into and releasing onto the internet and getting absolutely nothing from it except potentially comments and out and accolades. So as a background to both of you very quickly, the reason that we did this in the first place is when we were doing Zack Attack, our Zack Efron podcast, we were playing a game on there called the Google Game. And it was where I would Google the name of the movie and Zack Efron and Joe tried to guess the autocompletes. And so we did a spin-off of the high school musical movies called Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, where Ashley Tisdale's character goes to New York. Oh no, we we are we we are familiar with high school musical. I still haven't seen that one, but we understand what Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure is about. So we're playing the Google game for that, which is an episode that Zach Efron's not in that movie, right? So we're yeah. just like, okay. But we find out that there's a Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure 2, and this is fan fiction, an erotic fan fiction that was written on fanfiction.net by this woman, Zephron Lover 19, and we're like, this is amazing. We're going to read it and talk about it. And we did, and we like, we genuinely loved it. Yeah. And it was crazy, but it was just, we're like, wow. And it's so, the first fan fiction I've ever read. I have no <laughs> experience with fan fiction at all. So this was like my first introduction to it, and I was like, this is an amazing thing. I love this. And so about a year into doing this podcast, we're like, I bet there's fan fiction for Fast and Furious because there's fan fiction for everything. And we found this one, You Are My Lifespan, and we started doing a chapter per, per lap. And we know we're six or seven chapters in. There's like a 30, like it was going to be a long-term project. Yeah. But when we asked you guys to be on, you had a very specific kind of reaction. And so could you please give a little bit of background information on like why you didn't feel comfortable, why like we ultimately decided, like it wasn't your decision. It was something that I think we like, we kind of sort of in the back of our head maybe knew that this was going to come at some point, but uh, what, what did we not, what were we not factoring in yes. to our 
propagation or proliferation or whatever of this. I mean, first of all, it's okay that you you don't have to use the word specific. You can say visceral. It was a visceral reaction. We we definitely reacted very extremely, and I apologize if it was too extreme, but we were a little no. taken aback. Yeah, you have a different experience with it. It's totally, yeah, I get it. So one of the things that fanfic writers struggle against is a, a form of being considered illegitimate. Now, I don't necessarily understand all of the nuances because like I myself... I very specifically feel like intellectual property is intellectual property, and I get the argument that fan fiction, because it is available for free, doesn't cut into your profits. But if you are providing something that the person who owns the rights is not, and that leads to somebody not going to the person who owns the rights product, I get that there's an argument. My opinions on fan fiction have really evolved. I am of the mindset fanfic writers are treated as sort of um, dirty stay-at-home hobbits who write in their basement and never really grow out of something. Part of the thing of fanfic is that it services the needs of a community that is not being serviced. You don't write fanfic because you're getting everything you need from that piece of media. You write fanfic to create what you're not seeing. Now, frequently, that runs along diversity lines. Now, there had been a term, the Mary Sue, and a Mary Sue was considered, oh, the girl who's so special and so powerful and she's like so amazing. And the term Mary Sue is really just a, a derogatory way to say women don't belong as the main character of a story. What is Harry Potter but all of those things? He's actually a jock. He is the best at their sport. He is actually incredibly powerful. His magic is crazy. He speaks parcel tongue. The hot chicks want him. He's in the cool house. He knows all the best people. His uncle is this famous, you know, set up criminal. Harry Potter is the ultimate Mary Sue, or as it's frequently known in fiction, Gary Stew. Part of what this comes down to is the majority of fan fiction reaches the needs of POC, people of color, or the queer community, and tries to express something that is otherwise not being met. Frequently, creators view people changing their story with some amount of derision. Uh, as much as I love her work, it is a little bit famous that if you try to write Anne Rice fanfic, she will take your home. It is not attractive, Right. I can only imagine what uh, J.K. Turfface would say about trans inclusive Harry Potter fanfic. The reality becomes that there have been a number of shows, uh, most notably Sherlock. Sherlock, the BBC series, the cast was at a panel, began reading slash fic of their characters, mocking it with derision. And something that should specifically be noted about it is a huge portion of the fandom of that program specifically watched for that chemistry between those two characters. And so it was basically going out of their way to attack their own rabid fandom, which is part of why that show ultimately fell apart. What people don't realize is because fanfic serves, uh, seeks to serve an element of the community that is not frequently serviced. You know, it's not hard to see that there is tension along political lines and people are showing up outside of ballot counters homes with AK-47s mm -hmm. and saying it's their right to protest. Now, that's an extreme version of it, but yeah. slash fiction writers get death threats. Women in comics get death threats. And frequently, it is then easier to create something under a pseudonym. The ability to scream into that void with your fiction is an important element that services the needs of a community to treat a piece of fan fiction as in some ways less than the media it is based on is kind of punching down to someone who hasn't been afforded the same financial opportunities. Because the fact of the matter is 
you don't see this sort of behavior as celebrated by the media. I very vividly remember the Sherlock video at Comic-Con. I remember seeing a video of the cast of Teen Wolf being distributed fanfic about their characters to read on, I believe it's some Watch Mojo video or something. I remember seeing Jimmy Kimmel showing Avengers slash fan art to the cast of Avengers and mocking it. And that is what it comes down to. As Nico said, it's punching down on a community that is so frequently punched down on. And that was never, and I know that I'm I'm sure that I don't have to really explain it to you. That was never our intention, but I can also see from the outside If people don't know us, why they might perceive it that way. With that in mind, we're going to stop this here. I have very little experience with it, as I was saying. I actually find it really, really enjoyable. I liked it a lot, and my intentionality behind trying to bring this to, to us, to our fans, is because I found so much enjoyment in it. But I get that intentionality and perception can be vastly different things. No matter what we meant to do by it, that that's not how it could come across. The last thing we would ever want to happen is the writer to think that we were mocking it or to be upset if they found it. Because I find it really awesome. If you don't highlight that parts of it eloquently enough, then I can see how it could be perceived like that. And at the end of the day, I would really only say that the only quote-unquote bad part of it is that it's sort of appropriating someone else's work as far as i know without their permission we reached out but she did not get back to us so i don't know i don't know if she knows that sort of intimates something to me that if she wanted her fanfic read out on someone's podcast she would have responded and that's more where it's at for me in terms of it being read on the podcast because i do know you guys and i don't know that you probably had good intentions for it but it's still someone else's work that you're reading without permission that is where it starts and then it gets so much worse for fanfic writers and members of fandom no yeah understandable and i think you know no ill will or no ill intentions but you know it's just better to like long term better to nip it in the bud uh thank you for your yeah we appreciate your insight seriously it was a perception of it and a viewing that i didn't have because of where i was coming from with it so to ship, show me the other side of it was good. So I appreciate that. Thank you. It's just a really complicated topic. And the fact that you guys are like, you know, vroom, vroom, let's put the brake on it. That does show your intent that you were never seeking to hurt anyone. And I no. think that's a really important thing. You guys are growing and evolving the same way Fast and Furious did. And if you want more on that, check out our wonderful YouTube video <laughs> from the Comic-Con panel, Fast and Furious and Evolution. Thank you once again for that, too. That was so much fun. And I think I said vroom, vroom 73 times. <laughs> yeah. You do like it. You you guys will be back in, I think, next week. I don't remember. I think next week, next Friday, to talk about Fast and Furious Spy Racers Sahara. But I did want to have you guys come on and just talk about this and sort of explain it in ways that we couldn't. Yes. So thank you for joining us. We're not going to do any kind of plugs or anything. People know where to get. But we will talk about more with you guys next Friday. So for all things, unless do you have any other final thoughts about fan fiction that you, we did not say? Go read it. There's a lot of good shit out there. Just make sure you're reading what applies to you. If you like noir, don't go read clown porn. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kevo? clown porn question mark or other thoughts same it's there's there's so much out there uh i came up in the fan fiction community it's where i really got my what is the the wet thing like you got you got your legs wet, your feet wet i got my feet i got my <laughs> legs wet i got my legs wet writing fan fiction and so that's part of where oh God, the water's getting so high 
that's part of where I come from on it. Uh, I really read fanfic more than books lately because it's a great way to find stories and genres that you enjoy with characters that you already know that you like. So even if the story sucks, well, you didn't waste your time getting to know a new character. Sure. And just like, you know, F9, you already know the characters. Let's just jump right into it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me, Patreon at Too Fast, Too Forever.com, store at Too Fast, Too Forever.shop, and come back on Friday as we talk about Jacob's Ladder. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Kevo Reese and Nico Vasillo of Husbands Talking More or Less, and we'll, and we'll tell you all about it when we see you.